Hello and thank you for joining me. I am Amara Bangura and we are back again with another edition of the CPS podcast. Here we bring you stories from survivors of armed conflicts as well as experts' analysis and together we discuss the impact of armed conflict on children and why we should prioritize prevention over reaction. And when you think of the current state of conflicts across the world, it's hard to imagine the suffering of women and children. Some are caught up in deadly crossfire. Many children are separated from their families and given guns to fight. This deadly incident does not only ruin lives and properties. It's also caused a long-term mistrust between civilians, security forces, and the society in general. South Sudan has been there and knows how it feels. They suffered years of brutal civil war which ruined trust between security sector actors and civil society organizations, despite the fact that some of them work in close proximity to each other. But lucky enough, the Delaire Institute is working on rebuilding that relationship. Through its Fund for Innovation and Transformation of Fit Innovation, the Institute is bringing local actors together to discuss why and how they should work together to prevent the practice of recruiting and using children in armed conflict and to end conflict-related sexual violence in their country. So in today's edition, we'll talk to both CSOs and security sector actor representatives to find out how efforts to strengthen their engagements are working. We'll begin this conversation with women CSO leaders in South Sudan who have been visiting communities to talk to community members and encourage them to resist sending their children to be recruited for use in armed violence. The women at the community level thought that if the child is now 14, 15, he's supposed to go and find something, like do work so that he can provide for the family. And we are telling them, no, the constitution that not say so, and then the Vakumba principle does not say so, that is child abuse, and we need to stop sending our children at this early age if you know someone who is sending the children at this age, you should report it to the police. And the women have come to understand it and they were like, okay. And with that, I welcome you to this edition of the CPS Podcast. I am Amara Bangura. CPS Podcast is brought to you by the Delea Institute for Children, Peace and Security, a global partnership that is working to end the use of children in conflict. South Sudan is one of the world's poorest countries and has a history of a brutal civil war in which thousands of children have been abused in different ways and also forced to fight with adults. Local, national and international actors have all bring important contributions to prevent the use of children in that conflict and ultimately end the war. But how are these efforts working? We hear from one of the local actors. My name is Betty Sande. I work with the organization called Women Action Society as the executive director. And I'm a medical doctor by profession, gynecology. Oh, interesting. Tell me, what was your experience working on the FITS project? Before this project, most of our work is advocating for the women's inclusion in the peace processes and peace building, and how can people of Sassanone stay in peaceful coexistence. This is all what we thought. But through the FEED project, uh, I come to understand that there's a lot need to be done because children are very important and the Institute is doing a great job in order to build the capacity of women from civil society, especially a person like me who does not know nothing about it 
and through the project, really, it has built my capacity, and 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 I'm now strong enough. I have understood, and there are documents that you guys have shared, have sent uh, through the institute and your colleagues here in South Sudan, which they give it to us to to go through it during our meeting. That has empowered me a lot. This is really interesting to hear. So, how do you hope to use this knowledge? Uh, we start advocating uh, during forums. We have uh, we have something called the Women's Monthly Forum, which was founded by me in 2014 after the incident. And this forum, we are conducting it on a monthly basis, apart from the WNN of the Institute. In that forum, we, we are bringing policymakers so that we can discuss issues. And in this in several forums that we have attended or in several meetings that have gone with the policymakers, I used to talk about the issue of child recruitment and there is need for us to work with the policymaker that how can we stop and prevent child recruitment in South Sudan so that South Sudan's name should be clear out. It will not go out, it will not be clear unless the policymakers have adopted the Vancouver principle, the Paris principle, and the legal framework, which is there so that we can look into it. And, and through this project, we are really pushing that to see that the, uh, the Security Council Peace and Security about children need to be ratified in South Sudan, let them sign it so that we are member of we are member state of UN Security Council, United Nations. So there's a need for us really to see that this document need to be ratified or to be signed by the government of South Sudan, especially the Vancouver principle, so that can guide the people in military. And we know that we are, we have some legal framework like we have in our constitutions is forbidden, is prohibited that children cannot be recruited. But at the end of the day, they're still going ahead with recruiting it. So we are pushing to have a, a, a punitive measure that anybody or any armed group who was found that recruiting children should be held accountable. And when you go to communities or you speak with other women to um, educate them on these issues, how are they receiving this message? The women at the community level, uh, from the beginning when we start talking to them, or because we have like the normal gathering, a social gathering of women, then we start talking about if you know someone is recruiting children or beating, abusing child, you should report to the police. And they were asking why, and we tried to explain them that this is an abuse, this is this is not acceptable. A child is a child, a child should not be misused, should not be abused, and you cannot send your child to go and be recruited at the early age. Because like the women at the community level thought that if the child is now 14, 15, he's supposed to go and find something, like do work so that he can provide for the family. And we are telling them, no, the constitution that may say so, and then the Vakumba principle does not say so, that is child abuse. And we need to stop sending our children at this early age. If you know someone who is sending the children at this age, you should report it to the police. And the women have come to understand it, and they were like, okay. Because uh, in, in uh, with our cultural norms, we thought that a boy of 15 years is now a man. He can do whatever or the family asks him to do. But now the women are very collaborative. So they, they pick it as a point, an action, so that if any child, any person sending children, a child of 15 years or 16 years to be recruited, they will report to the police. So the, so the, 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 the acceptance is positive. But before, they do not know. That's why they are just leaving it to go. But now, since the awareness was going through and the, the, the dialogue which were conducted through the FIT project, that has created more awareness within the women communities. They have come to understand that it's very important they can protect these children. A child which is 17 years is, a, is still a child. Hmm. And and how would you describe your relationship with the, the security sector in general? Uh, with the situation in South Sudan, let me be honest, um, the, the relationship between the police and the community is not that uh, good before. 
But through this project, now the women come to understand that they can work with the police. We have, because we have the police, community policing, which really are friendly to communities. Because of anything that happened to in the country, like for example, the issue of conflict sector related violence, when you ask a woman who raped you, they will say a person in uniform. So they look at anybody in uniform is a threat to them. But through the FIT project, now the building of trust has, they are gaining building uh, trust between them that they're looking to police that this is our help, this is the people who can work together. So that gaining of momentum is coming back. And what do we hope to see in the future? We hope to see in the future if this project continues, I may say if this project continues or if there's any support that the relationship will create more better. But in Juba now, the understanding is much more better than the will be the community and the police. The issue is now at the states because <clears throat> this, uh, the, the recruitment of the children is not done in Juba, the capital. It is done at the state level. So at the Juba level, the capital, there's common understanding and people come together. In any cases, you run to police and police are looking that they can collaborate with the community. But the issue is outside the state, outside the, in the other states, what is the relationship there? That is what we don't know. And, and there is need for us as civil society to go down there at the state level and try to create the same thing that uh, the institute has been doing to the people at the state so that they should also understand that it is very important for us to protect and prevent these children from being recruited. And, and, and there is also the issue of uh, our local leaders or local authorities, the, let's say, for example, the chiefs who are also very influential in their communities. Do you think um, this uh, helped in any way in terms of raising their awareness on these issues? Yeah, it's very important because after we start, uh, after I started being engaging in this project, I went down to the state because we have offices at the state level as an organization. And I tried to, to incorporate this activity into one of our activity, in our activity when we're going to do. So we put it as a subject that although we are doing this, let us put in mind that there is an issue, there is issue which is going on child recruitment. How can we prevent the child recruitment? It is the responsibility of the community leaders, the chiefs, because they, they, they know what is going on. We give an example, we have issue like uh, once Sudan is one, the community in Darfur are sending their children to go and fight in Blue Nile. So those children are being collected by the chiefs. Those children are being collected by the chiefs. And then if the children being brought back, the chief will take the children again to go back there. So we were like, the chiefs should know the importance of children. And we try to tell right. them that the children, yeah, the children are the future of this country. So let us try to protect and prevent them not to go in such a kind of a thing. So we let us wait until the age, which is legally, which is in our constitution, is 18 years, so that we can allow our children. But if it is 17 years, it still is, 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 is vulnerable. So it is our collective responsibility. And the chiefs in the community, some of them start understanding, yes, it's very important for us how to work together. And they were like, how can we do this? What will the authority say? Mm -hmm. If you have one thing to recommend on this FITS project, what would it be? If I have, if I have one thing to be to recommend to the FIT project, I think uh, my recommendation will still go back to the institute that there is a lot need to be done. The FIT project is very important, and the FIT project has opened the mind of the people of South Sudan, especially the community, through the community dialogue, and then uh, uh, the police building the capacity of the police and then the military. It is very important for us to start looking into it. How can we move forward with this project? All right. Well, thank you so very much for joining us. You're welcome. You are on the CPS podcast, and we've just heard from a representative of one of the civil society organizations in South Sudan on their efforts to end the recruitment and use of children in the conflict and rebuild the broken trust between the CSOs and the security sector actors with a focus on the police. Well, we didn't just end it with Dr. Betty Sunday. 
We thought you'd like to know what the security sector actors themselves think of this whole relationship building process and of course ending the recruitment and use of children in the conflict. So we invited Captain Simeon of the South Sudan National Police who has also been leading training with his colleagues on the importance of working with communities. I'm Captain Simon Zio Mailuak Teng uh, from South Sudan National Police Service and uh, I'm very proud to represent all my colleagues whom attend or participate uh, in training and community dialogue also. Mm-hmm. Uh, my colleague whom attend TOTs. Great. So let's start with the police training that um, you co-facilitated. What was it like for you um, standing in front of your colleagues and um, delivering this training developed by the Delaire Institute? How did you find that? Uh, it was uh, a good and great time for me and also for our colleagues, my colleagues, uh, to, to stand front of our colleagues and deliver to them the, the issue of peace and security in South Sudan. And it was a great opportunity to share ideas and to, to see uh, the way forward for us as a police uh, according to situation of peace and security. And I was uh, advocating a lot due to knowledge I get from DI. Uh, it was a very important for me and for our colleague to share this knowledge. And it was a chance also to practice uh, this uh, knowledge and situations of peace and security uh, among ourselves, and we got ourselves also already uh, in a channel or uh, in in as a one of uh, global police. We need to implement uh, all uh, rule and regulation uh, uh, treaties, conventions. Uh, we 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 learn about it, and we 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 know that we are we are part and partial uh, of the world, and we need to. Uh, to, 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 to also participate uh, and contribute to the issue of uh, peace and security in the world. I'm just going to jump in quickly. You said um, you feel you are part of the world and um, you wanted to contribute to peace and security, starting from your country and to the world. And by doing so, you are going to try and implement some of the treaties you have all signed on to or agreed to. Was there any appetite amongst your colleagues um, towards this direction when you talk about um, implementing some of the treaties? Our colleagues actually get the knowledge and accept it, and anyone is ready to, to work accordingly uh, those treaties, unless uh, there is any challenges. But we are, we are ready to implement uh, and work according to treaties. We, we learn together with our colleagues. So, so through this project, you've learned about these treaties and you are going to try to uh, work towards implementing them, right? Exactly. About okay. we, this knowledge, now we are working accordingly. Good. Well, let's talk about the community dialogues that you participated. You said you participated as well. In the past, I understand <clears throat> normally there could be tensions when the security sector and members of the civil society meet, yeah? In your case, what was it like? What was that relationship like? Actually, it was good, and I attend and participate to deliver knowledge in different uh, community dialogue 
in different mm -hmm. areas in South Sudan, especially in Juba. The first community dialogue I uh, attended and delivered knowledge in it was in area called uh, Mangaten, uh, and I I stand in uh, in front of uh, uh, women's leaders uh, uh, and elder leaders, youth leaders, and member uh, five member of police. And uh, exactly, it was good and nice, and it uh, built a trust uh, between uh, me as a police, mm -hmm. with my colleague also, mm -hmm. and also the women leaders and elders, uh, we, we share uh, the knowledge together, and they accept to, to be together as a community and police and civil society, and they assure us that if uh, this issue of uh, uh, security and peace and child uh, protection and prevention from recruitment, if need uh, all our effort, uh, they accept to, to, to working together. So you, you said the, this project created this opportunity for the police or members of the security sector in general to meet with community people, and this include women, you said you worked with your local leaders, um, you call them your seniors, and so on. How exactly. important And I'm aware now, uh, how can I work, and how can I dialogue and communicate with different age, different gender sens sensitive? It become important for me, <clears throat> for me now. There is a open uh, exchange now of uh, information, and we are free to to working together and actually oh. it's built trust between me and them and uh, so yeah it's, it's building trust important. yeah that's because the main issue now between police and community it is misunderstanding and lack of uh, awareness uh, that is mm. the issue uh, needed to to maintain and sustain uh, the relationship and to to continue uh, working together to save and implement law for 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 peaceful society. Thank you so very much, Simon. And I wish you all the best in South Sudan. Thank you, Amara. Thank you very much. In case you are just joining us, this is the CPS podcast brought to you by the Delea Institute for Children, Peace and Security, a global partnership in preventing the use of children in armed conflict. I am Amara Bangura. Mama Sarah, as she is known in South Sudan, has been a partner advisor and a friend of the Delea Institute since 2019. Hand in hand with the Delea Institute, she has helped mobilize security sector actors, women leaders, and forming a women's national network who met on a monthly basis with a distinct aim of working to prevent the recruitment of girls and boys as soldiers and to end conflict-related sexual violence against children. We are now joined by Mama Sarah to discuss successes and challenges of working on the FITS project. Mama Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Amara, for having me. It is a privilege and honor to be interviewed at the end of FIT project. Thank you so very much. Um, first, if you could just tell us, um, how did you get into working on the FITS project? In 2019, we were actually a partner with uh, Delia Child Soldier Initiative. And uh, and in 2020, we actually been uh, trained by Delia Institute mm -hmm. and uh, in communication. And uh, we partner also uh, 
uh, with Delia Institute and uh, they have applied for FIT project. And we were actually asked to give a, a recommendation letter. And we did that as partners. Uh, yeah, and then from there, when uh, FIT project was funded, and then we start uh, involving in um, the activities, in planning, uh, in capacity building. And also as an organization, we help in uh, baseline survey, uh, coordinating the activities uh, with the official government official. So tell me more about some of those activities. Yeah, we have the activities we have uh, implemented. We have a higher level or higher profile meeting with the government official. And then we have a community dialogue with the stakeholders. And then also we have a training. We train the police, uh, 30 police officers, and we train 30 uh, women-led organizations. And then also some activities, we have um, a working session. In working session, we actually come together to discuss the topic uh, we want to present, and then we have to identify the topic. Then we divide the role, and then from there we present. Uh, before we present, also we do some research. What were some of the topics? Uh, some of the topic we have uh, actually identified is relating to uh, child soldiers. And then uh, we have come up with a comprehensive action plan. This is uh, an initiative signed by the government of South Sudan to end the recruitment of use of child soldiers and also focusing on the six grave violation. And uh, this is signed in 2020. And then we have to actually do some research, look when uh, the comprehensive action plan was signed. Um, so how would you describe the FIT project in terms of what you have been able to do? This is some of the achievements. Huh? Mm-hmm. We were well versed with the child protection. Uh, issues concerning the protection and prevention. Because actually, from the beginning, we were not versed with child, but uh, involvement of the civil society in the activities uh, in the project, we were versed with child protection issues concerning prevention and uh, recruitment. And then the, the, the other issue also is collaboration and working together with the police to build synergy to prevent the recruitment. First, we are not actually involved in any activities with the police. We even fear them, but FIT project provided us to work with them. Even when we are training the police, uh, actually, we have uh, been engaged and interacting, and then we learn a lot from the police. This has in turn and shaped my focus because the police put a lot of efforts to curb the practice of child recruitment. And the other issue also is create an opportunity for us as a civil society to engage with the government officials, the ministries, the international NGOs. And this is, has provided us with, uh, we are able to meet our objective to end the recruitment and the use of child soldiers. And we build and develop a strong relationship yeah, and then we receive virtual information 
an update. For example, like the release of children in Rumbek, we were involved because it was in the media. And then we are in the working session, we gather our, our uh, ideas together and we develop questions to when we are meeting the government, the high profile uh, government official, we can ask them and then we get the information from them. Yeah, and then the, some of the achievements, we get to know what policies the government have set in relation to protection and prevention of child soldiers, because we've been meeting them and we've been developing questions, been asking them, we got a lot of information. We are so excited. And then when we uh, reflect back, uh, FIT project will finish. Or we, uh, in, in April, we were so disappointed. <laughs> Because yeah. this is the only, yeah, this is the only way we have been interacting with the government. If the uh, FIT project is not there, we have also developed that relation. We can visit them to their offices. We can get the information. And then the other activities also is the community dialogue. Community mm -hmm. dialogue for me is uh, a learning forum. We learn a lot in the issues uh, around child soldiers. Okay. I understand one of the critical key focus of the FEEDS project was to empower women, give create a platform for women to have a stronger voice. Now, do you think uh, with this project, women yeah. feel more stronger now? Yes. Yeah, why not, uh, Amara? We women, as um, I mean, give, giving myself, you know, we've been empowered. We, well, I told you that we well versed with the child protection issues. This is mm -hmm. part of the empowerment. We also did capacity building on communication and advocacy. We have learned a lot. We can approach the media. We can stand and actually uh, talk about the recruitment, how the recruitment is affecting our future. Mm. Well, um, I wish you all the best um, with that. <laughs> Thank you, Amara. Well, that's it for today's edition of the CPS podcast. We've learned a lot about the Delia Institute's feat innovation in South Sudan and how local actors are working together to end the conflict and build peace in South Sudan. Thank you for being part of this conversation. We will be back again next month with another edition of the CPS podcast, so don't forget to join us. If you'd like to listen to this podcast again, please download it. Yes, please feel free to share it. This has been Adelaide Institute's production. Thanks to all those who contributed. Till we meet again, I am Amara Bangura. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.